concentric circles and in squares within squares. Hello and welcome to It's Not Polite to Ask. I'm your host, Albert Destrade, alongside my interim co-host, Brandon Shaw. Before I talk to Brandon, I want to talk to you. Yes, you the listener. Terrence, you're driving to work right now. Linda, on the treadmill, I'm talking to you. Felipe, you're on your lunch break. Yes, you. I'm talking to you the listener. Come to a complete stop. And please like our page, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on Apple Podcast, give us a fucking five-star review, okay? We got to pay for the lap dances for the big guy, we got to get some promotion, we got to get some flow, we got to get this internet thing going. So I'm going to wait and give you a moment right now. Good. Thank you so much for doing that. Really meant a lot to me. Brandon, as I was just talking to no one, I got to ask you a question. Do you ever find yourself talking to yourself? Oh, yeah. All the time. Regular occurrence, actually. You caught me the other day doing it. What are you talking about? I definitely did. I didn't want to make it weird, but I clearly caught you doing it. Oh, yeah. I was stopped at a red light. A homeless guy was asking me for money. I'm usually pretty good about it. And in this particular occasion, didn't have any like cash on me. And I'm having a whole conversation to myself out loud like he can hear me. And... He couldn't hear any of it, and I'm just going, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm sorry. Are you... Got, okay. Got to hit the bank. Walk me through this. Are you thinking of the questions in your head and responding aloud? Is it both verbalizing the question and the answer? Like, what's the procedure here? A little bit of both for me. Typically, whatever makes me look the most insane in a, in a public setting or, you know, in my car. So people are just, like, watching me have a conversation, probably thinking I'm on the phone. And, yeah, usually asking the question in my head and answering out loud like a crazy person. You know, I think I, I think I do it too. I think I'm guilty of it as well. I don't think I ask, ask myself a question. I think I do it, Brandon, as like a response to an action. I'm just like, there it is. Good job, Albert. Like, at a boy, and I'm just like responding to myself, like giving myself criticism or giving myself like actually usually just criticism. Yeah, the criticism is a good point because there's all those memes about like people winning arguments in front of their shampoo bottles. I'm never winning an argument. <laughs> It's always ending on bad terms. Usually I have to be pulled away from myself. Like, it's getting bad. Right. The worst is when somebody catches you on the tail end of that. Where you're, oh, yeah. they, all they hear is just being like, and what are you talking about, Alberto VO5? Like, oh, yeah. they it's, just catch the worst part. For me, it's usually ending of like, clearly we're not going to resolve this. Let's just go our separate ways. It's just me in the car. Yeah, I think, I think the car seems like the safest place to talk to yourself. Like, if there's, other than the shower or like your place by yourself, I don't think I can think of a better place to, to have a nice sit down Self on self. Car's nice. Car's real nice. I just got to get some darker tints if I'm going to have all these conversations. Well, they can think you're on Bluetooth, really. I guess. They, know. Don't, know, they don't know who you're talking to. They Dude, can, th- they can you, think you're a normal person. You know, by the way, when your phone's on Bluetooth, usually people outside your car can hear it. Like it's projecting outside ah, your speakers. That's a good point. That's scary. And somebody should have told me that a lot sooner. I have a buddy who used to, when he wanted to really sing loud in the car and not be caught singing would pick up his cell phone and pretend to be having a loud conversation into his phone That's while he's singing along to the song. That's incredible. He'd be like, don't stop. And he had his phone right next to his head. He'd be like, believe it. And he's just like. I like to point at random people like when I'm standing at a stoplight and be, like serenading them and like pointing at yeah. them. And they probably think that I'm either being violent or being really goofy and You singing. point at the people oh, while yeah. you're singing to oh, them? Yeah. 
I'm why, like, I'm why like would up you, and down the bullet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why going. would you involve the people on the sidewalk into your insanity? I don't know. Whatever the normal course of action is in life, I typically go the other way. So if it's like normal to not include bystanders in your car karaoke, it's going to be what I'm going to do. Does this ever affect your ability to drive effectively? Like, do you ever find yourself so engrossed in a conversation that you're like, shit, I fucking like, I shouldn't have cut that guy off. Or I was like, this, I, I, I fucked something up. Oh, yeah. All the time. I'll be like having a whole argument with myself and I'll be like, and I was supposed to turn seven exits ago. In fact, okay, that's probably yeah. the majority of like my mileage overages on my lease is from like missed exits due to arguments with myself. Yeah, you're, you're talking to yourself and then next thing you know, you're like, this isn't grape tree lane. And you're like, what the oh, fuck am I doing? Just driving the wrong direction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of reminds me of the time when we were younger. We used to coach Brandon. I used to coach baseball together. And you had a famous story when you got hit in the head and you were driving, Brandon. You care to share that one with us? Oh, that one's incredible. We were coaching baseball <laughs> and I got a little knock on the head and didn't think anything of Brandon, it. Brandon, you were struck in the temple with a baseball during a baseball practice. Semantics. Semantics. And anyway, I was like driving home thinking everything's fine. And then driving home for a little bit more of an extended period than it usually takes me to get home. And I'm like, huh, don't really recognize where I am. I must have gone, taken a wrong turn somewhere. So I just turned around, drove that direction for another 30 minutes. That didn't get me where I needed to go to. And then finally, you know, obviously the third direction was to, towards the hospital. <laughs> so, so so you were concussed and not diagnosed with a concussion. If this was the NFL today, we would have had the little tent and put you in there because I don't know what happened. I don't know what we were doing, but we just let you get in a car and drive away. And that was a very irresponsible choice by everyone involved. And you know what my biggest concern was? I was so convinced that I was going to get like held overnight or it was going to be like a long hospital process that I made sure to go get food before. Do you that's how that's important food is in my life. Do you remember like that drive and what you were thinking? Were you just playing Looney Tunes in your head? You're like, da, 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 da. was it just a Mario theme song? I do, I do, like, just, what's happening? I just remember thinking, like, this this drive is taking a long time. <laughs> I, I actually, as I, you drove in just completely the opposite direction, yeah, to your house that you would drive to five days a week from this particular baseball field, correct. Perfect. Yeah. Now it's due to other brain insanity, but probably all stemming from that original hit in the head. <laughs> That's probably when the that conversation explains, started. That explains a lot oh, about yeah. the content of this program. Oh, yeah. It's great. Brandon, speaking of not knowing where you are, has this ever happened to you? Have you ever been laying in bed? with a girl that you're dating and you just find yourself in a vivid ass dream. And in that dream, you're with like another girl. It could be a girl you've dated before. It could be a girl you know, but have no like affiliation with. Have you ever just woken up in a cold sweat and you're just look to your left and you're like expecting the other girl, but it's the girl you're currently dating. Oh yeah. Common occurrence. And in the dream common, too, common occurrence. Oh yeah, in the dream too, I'm not happy. I'm like, I know I shouldn't be here. I'm like upset about it. And then obviously, I wake up and I look to my left, and it's a different girl, and I'm upset about that too. So it's just, it's a no-win situation, but a very confusing situation. You know what's a scary one for me? Hmm. I think I remember this is around, I don't know, college for me. So I don't know, 48 years ago, mm -hmm. and I vividly recall waking up and saying my ex-girlfriend's name out loud, like kind of like a terror kind of thing, and waking up seeing my current girlfriend and being like oh shit I, I hope she didn't hear that and I, I didn't have anything i wasn't like messing around with the ex-girlfriend i right. wasn't talking to her i mean well, who knows it was, yeah. it was college it was college well. who knows but i wasn't actively doing anything 
And I would just wake up in like a cold sweat and be like, oh my God, what am I doing? And it's, it's that come to Jesus moment, but it's like, like that. Oh yeah. I always look up. I do tend to like look up to the sky. Like really, you're going to start this day off like that. Like I have to deal with these demons now. <laughs> like I got enough on my plate and you got to like give me an old rerun. Like that's just, that's, that's not you're cool. Right. And that poor girl, that poor girl's got to wake up, start her day with your insanity right hot off the presses. You can say poor girl about any girl that's waking up in bed with me. Yeah. That's I mean, just like a, yeah. Not where, a, where to begin? Not a good situation. No. Poor girl. Pobrecita. All right, but so Albert, you bring up an interesting point because you said being with a girl, not messing around with the ex. You ever get involved in that? You ever get involved a, li- a little bit of the drunk dialing to the ex? Oof. Oofa. The drunk dialing. Yes, Brandon, I am. Listen, the, this is, it's not polite to ask. 21st episode, our listeners and us, we have a relationship, guys. We're break all free. friends here. Yeah, break free. This is this is the trust tree, right? This is the nest. Yeah. We're all in, in this together. Have I drunk dialed? Fuck yes, I have. I've drunk texted. I've drunk dialed. I've received drunk dials. I've been on, I've seen the entire spectrum. And you know what? You know what I don't do, Brandon? What's that? I don't drunk dial shame. I feel like, <laughs> we've, I feel like there's a, there's a whole culture against it. I used to think, man, I wish my phone had a functionality or prevent me from drunk dialing. But you know what, Brandon? I feel like when I want the drunk dial and the Jameson and the bloodstream have let mixed properly, yeah. let it happen. Let it happen. It's like, you know what it is? It's like letting out a burp. It's yeah. like a little bit of yeah. a congested amount of gas yeah. in your chest that just needs to leave your body. Yeah, sure. Take, Does that make sense? You can take an antacid, but whatever helps you. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I'm not, a, I refuse, and I say this truthfully and honestly, I refuse to drunk dial an ex. Now, I will drunk dial the shit out of both girls that I have dated not seriously and girls that I have just recently started to date when I'm in that like little lovey-dovey phase. I will definitely leave like a, a really drunk, like disastrous, like voicemail or drunk call to just kind of like let her know what she's potentially in for wait, in the relationship. Wait, you drunk dial girls that you recently started oh, yeah. seeing? Oh yeah. You got to let them, let them warm up. Like be like, Hey, like winter is coming. Like this shit's real. <laughs> You're giving them a little bit of like a preview. Yeah. You give them a taste of the insanity. Oh my God. We all, let's be honest. That's here. just common courtesy though. That's just we you know, being courteous. Yeah. We know by, with me by now, the insanity is coming. I'm going to do some fucked up shit. I'm going to bring in a little bit of the, the craziness and, and she should just get a little taste. And I can blame it on fermented corn. I can blame it on the alcohol. Blame it on the al- 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 alcohol. Get it, buddy. Are we going to do a little on-air karaoke one day? That'd be nice. So yeah, so I just feel like she's in for some shit with me. She's in for some insanity. She's in for a little mental quirk. So a couple of walking in on conversations with myself. The drunk dial early just lets her know kind of what's going to go on. You know what's interesting, Brandon, is Patrice O'Neill has a really great take on this. One of my favorite all-time comics. He talks about the best and most ideal relationship is when a woman is in love with a man and a man is in like with a woman. Because what you're describing is that that early period, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, yeah. that, it's a period where... The honeymoon phase. You're just like, man, I like this girl. Mm-hmm. Like, you're excited to see her. You're excited to learn about her. You haven't really seen her do wrong, right? right? Every time you've been around her, you're like... This girl seems amazing. Yeah. So for me, historically, that's my time to shine and do something that's detrimental to the future of the relationship. So I like to get really messy there, do something like crazy and like, I would say out of character, but really in character for oh, me. super in character. Yeah, or something really like toxic in the beginning that I'm then like apologizing for for a couple of months or years after to really just put myself in a bad spot in the relationship. That's been my go-to move. And as I sit here today, single... It's going great. So you basically what you're telling me is you have self-sabotage down to a science. Oh, yeah. Is effectively what you're, t- what you're describing. 100%. 100%.
if self-sabotage was the COVID-19 pandemic, you're basically Dr. Fauci. Like you are on the cutting edge of all things 100%. scientific yeah, yeah, yeah. on how to do it the best. Oh yeah. Don't come to me Fantastic. for relationship advice. I like that. I think it's really healthy and really brave of you. It's very brave, Brandon, that you can admit your psychosis with this level of confidence and just owning it. You just got to come out with it, man. You That's why you work for Modern Flirting and I am single. Speaking of modern flirting, you know what? We're going to jump to a quick ad. We're going to jump to a very quick ad because we got to pay the bills here, guys. We got to keep the lights on. Guys, it's Not Polite to Ask, brought to you in part by Modern Flirting, big friend of the program, big friend. Question, are you a business owner, entrepreneur, or just a success-minded man, yet you're still struggling to connect with women or live the epic lifestyle you know you deserve? Well, our friend, Jared Syke Lawrence, and his team at Modern Flirting have got your back. The Modern Flirting program does everything for you in order to become a truly attractive and high-status man in today's competitive dating world. From optimizing pictures, polishing bios, and nailing down messaging for all your online dating needs, Modern Flirting has a step-by-step -step guide to meet and attract the real women that you see out and about. Mention the It's Not Polite to Ask podcast and you'll be given a discount upon joining. Go to modernflirting.com, that's modernflirting.com, and schedule a call today. And now, back to the program. All right, so Al, I just realized that you got let off way too easy here because we talked about all of my drunk dialing situations. I want to go back into yours because you're a night owl up late, and that's got to present more opportunities for drunk dialing and being drunk dialed. Listen, I don't know who you think you're talking to, man. I am a church mouse. Mm -hmm. I am a good kid. I keep my nose clean. I have no idea. Yes, of course. Yeah. All the time. Right. I, I participate in this. All the time. Your, your hours got to, it has it's to attribute so to it. It's so weird yeah. because I've always been a night owl. Yeah. I've always worked like just, I've always operated on. Like, you're, you're like a drunk dial hotline. Yes. You're, you're always available. I'm always available. Yeah. I am 7-Eleven at 2.30 a.m. when you don't want that slice of pizza. Guess who has it? Albert Destroy. That's the ad you need to record. Let's let's record the ad right here real quick. Be like, hello, this is Albert with late night drunk dial. I'm here for any emotional support, past discretions that you need to atone for, or you'd like me to atone for. Simply pick up the phone and give me a call. I'm basically like a Cuban non-pedophiliac Catholic priest where girls come and it's confession. Well, if they're coming here, they're not coming. Hey, yes. yo. Hello. Yes. And the confession booth is iMessage. And the church is the hours of 1.36 a.m. to 4.42 a.m. And no. because I burn the candle on both ends, I get it, Brandon. You're right. And like, I'll, dude, I'll sometimes I'll get done recording a podcast or working with Modern Flirting or playing a session of poker or yeah. whatever the hell I'm doing at 1.30. And I'm like, hey, I'm kind of wired. Why don't I hit up so-and-so? And guess what happens? Always bad things. It's never a good thing. And I, I have to imagine on the other side, like any girl that's dated you has to have like a bone to pick and she's going to want to be hitting you up to like kind of talk that through. That oh, has yeah. to be happening a lot. Too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of a lot of my relationships are sponsored by regret, bad decisions, second guessing. All, Al you know, all alcohol, the, alcohol, alcohol. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All of the premium and, and healthiest things that you could look forward to as an adult male. So, yes, I've been I've been very active in the drunk dialing community. I like to think of myself as an advocate, really, because there's not that many people who are available for the drunk dial like at 3 a.m. on a Tuesday. But you I are. know. 
I, I found myself actually wishing that I dated more girls that lived in the West Coast because sometimes I'll do the math and I'll be like, well, it's 2 a.m. here, but it's only 11 p.m. in L.A. Yeah, that's and real I'll, nice. Yeah. I literally find myself thinking like, who can I text that lives in California right now? Yeah, international mental terror. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon, as much shit as we give to relationships, dating, all that fucking encompassing stuff, I got to tell you, those first two to six weeks of dating are just absolutely heaven you're like you know what i'm talking about oh yeah when she's holding in her farts and like always showing up with oh, perfect makeup oh. and like hair's always done nails always done like situations always trimmed like it's nice it's when, the dream yeah when people aren't being themselves it's truly like when it's pleasant <laughs> you're, you're just projecting this completely non-realistic version of that person I'm, I'm telling you though i can only do it for like three dates really yeah i can only do it for like three dates i sure as hell can't do it in like Later down the road, like settings when people expect me Wait. to be cordial and like normal. Like, I just can't do it. I got like three dates in me. Wait, you've actually tricked a girl on going on four dates with you? A couple. A couple. Yeah. Good for you. Not many, but a couple. And then they get to really open up Pandora's box. See me get real inappropriate at family gatherings. Brandon, you know what? I, I spent a lot of time in this program. I spend a lot of time in this program just absolutely shitting on you. And I think that's fun. I think that's why we started this podcast to it's kind great. of give each other a hard time, right? Yeah. And laugh at our shortcomings. But I'm going to take a moment, a rare moment, Uh and speak your praises. That can't be good. You know something I've always respected about you, buddy? I got to be honest. You're the most genuine, straightforward, straight shooter I've probably ever met. And I got to tell you that from my perspective, I've always respected how genuine you are in all these settings. Like like win, lose, or draw, you will show them the crazy. You will show them who you are. You have to. And that's, and, and dude, that's really respectable. I'm not even kidding. I'm not kidding. That's respectable as shit. Yeah. Family members of the girls that I've dated would definitely disagree with you. Probably prefer oh, a little hey. bit. Yeah. Prefer a little bit less honesty, but I just can't do it, man. I just can't do it. And I don't I, have all the answers. Listen, I am. No, no. I am on the other side. Oh, of this. yeah. I will literally. You'll pre- say yes to anything. Oh, I pretend to be yeah. into whatever I want. I'm like, oh my God, you guys love eating dead bat babies? And I'm like, that's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. And I'm like the biggest poser when it comes to that. I will present this version of myself that is agreeable and yeah. more likable than you oh, right? Yeah. in public. Oh yeah. They're like, oh, Albert, before dinner, we're going to head to the cult meeting. And you're like, great. Are we drinking from a straw or like right from the or oh, yeah. right from the bottle? Like, how does that go? Oh yeah. I'm yeah. like, whatever you guys are into. Yeah. I'm like, just so agreeable. I'm like. Boyfriend chameleon in front of the family. For I'm sure. a complete chameleon. Yeah. Oh yeah. When you're super agreeable, when there's that like overlap of like, we're hanging out with girls and their same friend or family groups and you're being super agreeable and I'm being, you know, myself makes me look even worse. So listen, that's really listen great. I- Listen, I respect that you never put on a front because Can't like I said, I'm I'm more liked, but I'm dead inside and oh, yeah. you're happy more, and single. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Happy and alone. Yeah, sure. But you're happy. You're, I, you I, get to own your you get to own what you do because it's really who you are. Look, man, I don't have all the answers, but all these people getting divorced, I have to assume that they're doing the normal route of putting on the front. And so at least like I'm just going to be like, hey, if I'm going to end up in this relationship with somebody, like, I'm going to tell them their meatloaf sucks, and I'm going to tell them (laughs) that their mom's, like, financial views are incorrect, and and I'm just going to be myself. You know what, Brandon, for me lately, as I I entered my late 30s, I'm 36 now, almost 37, I got to tell you something, man. For years, I walked around with this facade that we're talking about, like a little bit of a facade. But lately, I just kind of stopped giving a fuck. And honestly, it's been fucking liberating. It's been like kind of empowering to be a little bit more like what you're describing. Just be like, dude, 
I don't like this. I'm going to say no to certain things. Welcome to the dark side, brother. It's amazing. That fuck it button's a fun one to press. There's power in saying the word no. Like for years, dude, I've always said that I'm the kind of person that even if I don't want to go to something, Brandon, you know this. If I say yes, guess what happens? I show up to it and, oh, yeah. I, and I will be miserable. I would rather be miserable for eight hours in an activity I have no interest in being at than saying no and canceling and bailing and ruining my word. I'm weird for doing that, but that's who I am. I can't do it. I can't, I can't like pretend early on that like I'm okay listening to Kesha and then like every year I'm at Kesha's reunion tour or some <laughs> trash like that. Like right. I, I can't do it. I can't yeah. do it. You know what? I actually think you've come a little bit though. I think you've come a little bit back in the other direction. A little bit more. I think you become a little, a little bit, so, bit social more cognizant yeah. and less incendiary when you don't have to be. You know what I'm talking about? I realized that if I want to wear Lulu sweatpants everywhere, that I have to be a little bit more like socially tactful and can't be like totally difficult if I'm going to wear like sweatpants to Wait, dinner. What, what do your pants have to do with how agreeable you are? I just got real casual, man. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I can't, can't do what you can't do. What you can't wear regular pants. What it's Lululemon's fault. We're gonna sidetrack the whole program. It's Lululemon's fault with their delicious feeling, stretchable, yet formal looking sweatpants. Why are you chewing on these pants, Brandon? They're just good, man. Why are you chewing on them? It's just a, a chewiness or a, a flexibility in the in the crotchal region. You're chewing on the crotch of these pants. Listen, it's <laughs> it's a feeling. It's between me and Lululemon. This program's not sponsored yet by Lululemon, but, but maybe one day it will be. Brandon, just because it says Lululemon on it doesn't mean it's produce. All right, fine. So I wear Lululemon sweatpants and I argue a little bit less with whoever I'm dating's mom or the waiter or whatever the situation is. Interesting. Yeah. It's my compromise to society. Speaking of arguing with moms, I, I'm sorry, but I have to ask you this. Oh boy. Brandon and listeners, do you think it's possible for someone to have a successful relationship with their significant other while having a highly contentious relationship with their loved ones, albeit their mother, their brother, their best friend, whoever it is. Can you successfully date someone or be with someone if you can't get along with those closest to them? Two questions, two follow-up questions. How long do you have and which one of my exes are you talking about? Because this could apply to basically all of them. Yeah, we have enough yeah. of the program to get into it, I believe. And yes, I feel like that's something. Listen, you've run into, Brandon, you've run into not getting along with everyone in your ex's inner circle, to put it mildly, right? Basically, that's a mild yeah, way to put it. In basically every relationship I am, which goes back to the me not like always just putting on the front and I'm just speaking my mind. But the short answer is you can get past like one, maybe two family members or friends but when they start like having conversations with each other of like so-and-so's boyfriend Brandon really is shitty. Yeah, I know, right? Like when it's like a gang up situation. Yeah, you don't want the gang. When, the, when they're commiserating with each other, yeah. then you're in trouble. But you can deal with a couple outliers. There's power in numbers and I always feel like it's okay. I think you're right. I think it's okay to have, hey, Brandon and this person don't get along. And then you just stay away from each other, right? You know what I'm saying? At family gatherings, holidays, you stay away from each other. But you're right. When the fucking mob is after you. You're kind of fucked. And it's all balance, right? So if you're going to do that, if you're going to not get along with somebody in the family or friend circle, then you really have to make one or two people like fall in love with you and get behind you. Oh, you need like a counter ally. You need like an insider. Exactly. I never really thought about that. I guess you actually really, because that's the thing about you. You've always been very polarizing. Like I'm more, I feel like I'm more even keel. Like I'm I'm a golden retriever. We talked about it on the program. Mm -hmm. I can get along with anybody. Whereas you, you're, they love you or they hate you. It's generally one of two things. Usually the second one. <laughs> yes. Usually sometimes you get a little bit of flack, which I think is not always justified, Brandon. I think you're a genuinely good person. You're a nice guy. You just happen to be 
a little bit of a pain in the ass. You know I'm, what I'm saying? I'm so nice. Okay, I'm willing to have a whole argument with myself in the car over not having a dollar for the homeless guy. <laughs> That's right. how nice I am. Yes, you certainly are. And on that note, without getting into an argument with our listeners, I want to tell you guys, listen, give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Give us a little bit of that love, right, Brandon? Give us a little bit. Listen, you don't even have to be sober. If you have to have a couple drinks and maybe drunk dial us on the internet to show us your love, we'll take that, right, Brandon? Oh, yeah. It's been so long since I've gotten any love. A follow is about as close as I'm going to get. At this point, Brandon will touch himself inappropriately for a five-star review. He really will. Wow. Times are getting a little bit lean. So on that note, for my interim co-host, Brandon Shaw... For our producer, Larry Wynn, I am your host, Albert Destrade. Until we meet again, this is It's Not Polite to Ask. Understand, there's a way.